Welcome, welcome back, my friends. How are you? Hey, it's episode six of the Pat's Peeps podcast. Thank you for giving us another shot to those of you who've been listening. And I've heard from a lot of you, like people saying you're binge listening, which just makes me feel so uh, so good. And I certainly appreciate that. Binge listening to the first five podcasts. The Pat's Peeps podcast today is the 13th of November, 2023, where I'm at here in the beautiful foothills of California. It is a lovely day. Temperatures are beautiful. The sun is out, although there was some cloudiness this morning. Wasn't sure if it was going to rain or not, but it did turn out to be a lovely day. And uh, I actually got uh, some work done outside, which was very, very nice. So I've been doing that kind of a thing still, just kind of, uh, you know, it's fall. As I mentioned, it's raking and burn piles and things like that. Hope you had a great weekend. Of course, I host the Pat Wall Show on iHeartRadio, KFBK Radio. Heard everywhere on your iHeart app. Uh, and Pat's Peeps is just an extension of my radio show. So we're trying to do this as often as possible. So far, it's been every day. I, I can't promise it, but but you know how things go sometimes. And I know I've been talking about that, but Kendall will be joining the show very soon, so I'm happy about that. We'll keep you updated on that, perhaps in the next day or so, uh, as we're expecting to uh, have Kendall on. It could be a somewhat abbreviated version of the show today in that I have a couple of business meetings, things that I have to take care of. So in that regard, again, it's really nice, the, the freedom that you have in doing a podcast versus my show, in that... You know, you can keep it as short as you want if you have to, or you can ramble on for as long as you want. So today, again, it might be one of the shorter versions, but no big deal. I want to talk about one thing that has happened to me this morning, and I'll bring it up tonight on my show as well, 7 to 10 on KFPK and iHeart. But there is a thing going around right now. So I first got this, and maybe it's happening to you, I actually did a little research on it, found out this is something that's going on right now. It is this USPS, which you would think is the United States Postal Service, right? You get a, a text from them. Have you been, Anyone got this text? I got this text, and suffice it to say, this is a scam. So here it is, and it's very, very clever the way they do this. It comes across with the uh, United States Postal Service logo right there. Looks all official. It says the USPS package has arrived at the warehouse and cannot be delivered to incomplete address information. There's so many things wrong with that that statement. First of all, first of all, of all, I don't think that the US Postal Service will send you a text like this. I don't think that's how it works. I've looked into it and they said, no, we're not going to text you and say that to you. But again, read what, and listen to what it says the USPS package, the USPS package, not your, but the, has arrived at the warehouse and cannot be delivered due to incomplete address information. So, and then it says, please confirm your address in the link within 12 hours. Now they want you to go to this link. The link is usps.uspsbaaa.com. 
usps.uspsbaaa.com, and then it tells you to enter the link in your browser. And then just for fun, to make it so nice and folksy and friendly from your postal service because they do care about you. I believe that the actual postal service does care about you to those folks working in that in that business. Thank you for what you do. Much respect. But at the bottom, it says, the U.S. Postal Team wishes you a wonderful day. So uh, I did a little searching, a little research on this. And if you were just to take your phone and just even ask the question, I'll do it right here for you. Is there a USPS scam going on through text messaging right now? If you ask that, it will tell you right here, smishing. Smishing. So all I did is I just, I just you know, spoke to my Google there and this popped up. Smishing, package tracking, text scams. This was uh, this particular article came out on the 16th of October, so we're talking just a few weeks ago, and it talks about this. Smishing. Have you received unsolicited mobile text messages with an unfamiliar or strange web link that indicates a USPS delivery requires a response from you if you've never signed up for a USPS tracking request? By the way, which I have not done, but if you have not signed up for a specific package, then do not click the link. I repeat, do not click the link. And they say it's a type of a text message. This is called schmishing. Smishing is a form of phishing that involves a text message or a phone number. Victims will typically receive a deceptive text message, as I did, that is intended to lure you and I, the recipient, into providing our personal or financial information. Boom. If you click on it, the next step, because I almost fell for this. I mean, I was one step away from loading my card information, and I went, hold on now, you know, First of all, they want like 30 cents from you. I mean, the U.S. Postal Service is not going to text you, and they're not going to text you because there's a 30 cent, you know, 30 cents owed, a 30 cent balance on some package. So these scammers, they try to disguise themselves. They want your personal financial information, your card information. They try to disguise themselves as a government agency, a bank, some company, Uh, Lending legitimacy to their claims, USPS utilizes the five-digit short codes to send and receive the SMS to to and from the mobile phone. So the criminals, they want to receive personally identifiable information about your account, about your usernames, your password. They want your social security number, your date of birth, your credit and debit card numbers. You see where I'm going this with this personal identification numbers, your pins. They want other sensitive information and the information that they steal from you is used to carry out other crimes such as financial fraud. Now, I bring this up because I don't want to see anyone fall for this. Uh, Word of advice, the Postal Service offers free tools to track your specific packages. 
Customers are required to either register online or initiate a text message and provide a tracking number. Uh, USPS does not charge for these services, so that's a good thing. They'll, they will not send customers text messages. They will not send you a text message. They will not send you an email without a customer first requesting the service with a tracking number. And it will not contain a link. So if you, got, if you received this text message, I am telling you, do not click on that link. Do not provide your information. Please, uh, I've known, I know so many people have been ripped off by so many you know, gift cards and all these other scams. Don't fall for this one. Again, USPS, not going to send you the email or the text. They're, and, and certainly it's not going to contain a link. If you did not initiate the tracking request for this specific package directly from the United States Postal Service and it contains a link, do not click the link. And here's another thing. So if you suspect that this text message that you have received uh, is suspicious, but you're expecting a parcel, please do not click the link on any links and rather report it, visit the United States Post Office, uh, the, their, their website, usps.com. That's the real address, not USPS. What? USPABAAAA, that garbage. It's usps.com from your mobile device or your computer for tracking additional resources. You can report this stuff as well. All right. Report this stuff, the related smishing, send an email to spam at USPS, let's see, spam at USPIS.gov, and that's where you can send that. You can also block them, of course, but you want to let the United States Postal Service know that this is going on. So... I hope I hope that uh, this will help a little bit. And I certainly hope that people, when they get that, they don't fall for that. Because that's just really sad when you hear about someone who has been scammed. And like I say, I have certainly, I know people who have been scammed. Um, another thing on my mind today, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll talk more about, and I'll let people know about that on my radio show tonight, okay? Because again, I need a couple of... Uh, a, a couple of different avenues to be able to let people know about that scam. Uh, here's something I thought was interesting too. Here on episode six of Pat's Peeps. Isn't it interesting how we cannot seem to get a grasp on our homeless? Can't get a grasp on the homeless situation. Don't try to get me to say the unhoused. I'm not going to play along with that. The homeless situation, especially here in California. Uh, the homeless situation that we just throw more and more and more money at, which means we'll get more and more and more homeless that will be attracted to the state. But how about this? San Francisco, as we know, which is out of control with smash and grabs, whether it's breaking into cars or breaking into stores, people defecating on the streets, Tent cities everywhere, and they just can't find a resolution. We don't know what to do. What can we do? 
But it's interesting now, San Francisco is undertaking a significant effort to really clean and glam up the streets, aren't they? Why? Because you have a communist dictator. Well, okay. Xi Jinping, call him what you will. President of the People's Republic of China. He's paying a visit. And so, wow, what is happening in San Francisco? The removal of the homeless camps around the city. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Mm. Gavin says, I know folks are saying, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming to town. That's true because it's true. And it's also true for months and months and months before the APEC, the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation Summit, uh, they've been having conversations, says Gavin. Mm-hmm. Then you have Mayor London Breed, who is certainly changing her mind about defunding the police, right? Said that uh, the conference could help the city with anticipated $53 million injected into the economy. Adding that tourism is our business in San Francisco. Well, it hasn't been lately. Again, when my producer can't even walk down the street on her way to a concert without being offered heroin or stepping out of the way where three or four people have defecated in the middle of the sidewalk where you have literally encampments concentrated around historical encampments. Isn't that a joke that they call them historical encampments? This is from... The uh, city superintendent of street environmental services, Christopher McDaniels, concerned about the historical encampments that are close to priority areas. And by the way, these areas include seven intersections in two neighborhoods. I mean, can you imagine you're at an intersection in San Francisco and the entire intersection is nothing but tent cities? Anyhow. I'll get to more on that on my show this evening. I don't want to get too heavy-handed here on my Pat's Peeps podcast, but I do find that fascinating. Same thing they did in Los Angeles when the Super Bowl was coming to town. My Rams won it. But now Xi Jinping is coming to town, so time to clean up. Just in time for that and just in time for Thanksgiving. It'll be nice to have... Well, we have Thanksgiving already coming up next week, which is just unbelievable. It's just sneaking up. And hopefully you'll be with your family or your loved ones enjoying. I love Thanksgiving, enjoying Thanksgiving. And I know that I'll be with my family, part of my family anyhow, my brother Steve and Mary. I thought about doing another one. I have some friends who I'm thinking about inviting up and doing like a little pre-Thanksgiving. I have a turkey in my freezer and I, it's been in there for a while. When I say a while, I'm talking mm, maybe two or three years. I don't know, it might be four. I don't know. But there it sits at the bottom of my freezer. The only reason I have never cooked a turkey is because it's just me. I mean, what am I going to do eating a, what, 12-pound turkey or whatever this thing weighs? So 
There it sits. And it it occurred to me, how long can you keep a turkey in the freezer and still eat that bad boy? Well, according to the information that I've come up with here, says that if your turkey is good when you freeze it and you properly thaw it, then you should be able to eat it at any point after freezing it. Whether that's two months or two or three years, just keep the temperature at zero degrees and you are good to go. So, but they do say cook within the first year for the best quality. But right there next to it, it says, yeah, you can do that. So I may have to give that a shot. And (laughs) I don't know. If I do, I'll let you know how it turns out. But, uh, yeah, so I might invite someone up to... uh, have an early Thanksgiving with me. Um, please tune in to tonight's show, the Pat Wall Show, as I said, on KPK Radio. 93.1 FM, 1530 AM. I think I'm going to wrap it up for this day on this Monday. As I say, I've got some business meetings some, and some other things I... I have to attend to. I know that Kendall will be here soon. Remember, Red Hot Media Productions, who helped build Pat's Peeps. John Pyron, the business doctor. They are part of our dream team. If you would like to be a Pat's Peeps in the next, well, before the end of the week, I'll be able to give you the information, how you can sign up with us. I have a lot of people asking, how can I become a Pat's Peeps in terms of getting coupons for local businesses? And how can my local business become a Pat's Peeps that you guys will promote? I'll promote your business. And then Dan will build your website and man, you'll be good to go. And John Pyron, you need any direction. I mean, this is a real dream team. So that's coming in the near future, in the very near future. It'll probably all coincide with when Kendall is on the show as we continue to evolve. So today from my Rare 45 collection, from my Rare radio promo collection, as I tell you every time, I pick one just sort of at random, and we find out what is on the B-side. Today's record is a classic, and this thing is on Columbia Records right there, Radio DJ Promo says not for sale just like all of the radio dj promos it says not for sale these are intended for radio stations only it says radio station copy right on it it's number 3573 a radio stamp and this particular song i don't know if it's ever been played it is in really nice condition is a classic, but six minutes long. That is extraordinarily long for a 45, for a seven-inch record. The song, Like a Rolling Stone, from Bob Dylan, released the 20th of July, 1965. It's confrontational lyrics originating in an extended, extended piece of verse that Dylan wrote in June of 65 when he returned, apparently exhausted, from a grueling tour of England. Dylan distilled the draft into four verses, a chorus, like a rolling stone. It was recorded a few weeks later as part of uh, the sessions for the upcoming album, Highway 61 Revisited. Again, that's a classic as well. And then during this difficult two-day pre-production, Dylan struggled to find the essence of the song. Um, Breakthrough was made when... It was tried in rock music format. And Rookie Session 
Musician Al Cooper improvised the Hammond B2 organ riff for which the track is known. Columbia, by the way, unhappy with both the song's length at over six minutes and its heavy electric sound. They were hesitant to release it. And then you get the skip, which is awesome. <laughs> I've noticed that. So that tells you it's a real record that I'm playing right there. It's got the skip and everything. So apparently that one's been played. Radio stations, they were reluctant to play that such a long track. Like it's six minutes long. But it reached number two on the U.S. Billboard charts, number one in cash box. It was a worldwide hit. Critics described the song as revolutionary and really helped change Bob Dylan's image from a folk singer into a rock star considered one of the most influential compositions in post-war popular music. But question is, what's on the other side? And at this point, does it skip? Well, we'll find out together here because I don't know. Flipside's a song by Bob Dylan appeared on his fifth studio album as well, Bringing It All Back Home, released March 22nd of 65, uh, also released as a single, yes, I say, on the B-side of the, Like a Rolling Stone. Uh, Dylan plays a song solo. He accompanies, accompanies himself on acoustic guitar, harmonica, considered one of Dylan's most surreal songs. In a 2005 Mojo Magazine poll, its writers, various well-known musicians, say that Gates of Eden was ranked 76th among Dylan's 100 greatest songs. And according to his biographer, Clinton Halen, Gates of Eden was written in late June or July of 64. And he believes that Dylan did not need to struggle as much writing the song as he did with Mr. Tambourine Man and Chimes of Freedom, which were written as a short time, just a short time earlier. So the flip side, Gates of Eden, Bob Dylan. It's curfew, gull, it glides Upon four-legged forest clouds The cowboy angel rides Dream imagery reminiscent of William Blake's images of the With gates of paradise lit into the sun Though its glow is waxed in black Inspires a nightmarish vision All except 
Each verse providing a separate description of a decaying society. The lamppost stands with folded arms, its iron claws attached. Two curbs neath holes where babies wail, though its shadows melt. And Dylan's fast. ominous delivery, each, each, each verse. Blow. Ends with a sour harmonica note, uh, which I love. No sound ever comes from the gates of Eden. That's going to do it for now. Pat's Peeps Podcast, Episode 6. Thank you for listening. Should have number 7 up tomorrow, ready to go. See you on the radio tonight. With tattooed sails. Have a beautiful Monday. Heading for, heading for, heading as we skip out. <laughs>